Hello, this is Larry Russ, former keyboardist and vocalist for the classic rock band Iron Butterfly. I'm hanging out rocking with Seattle Wave Radio. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. We're really lucky here in Seattle to keep bringing Seattle to the world. You, you've heard the expression, you just have to throw a rock to hit talent. Well, in Seattle, you don't even have to go to that much effort. All you have to do is just turn around. You just keep bumping into talent after talent. We have a tremendous deep pond in which to pull talent out, and the world is seeing that over and over and over. And we're going to share another person that you're going to be hearing a lot about if you haven't heard already, and that's Jessica Lynn. And Jessica is a singer-songwriter from here in Seattle. She's having tremendous success. She has a fantastic new single out called Calling Me Home. It ought to be on country radio. It's the power of these type of shows. It puts the power in the listeners' hands that you can have these types of things happen. But Jessica's journey started a long time ago in Denmark, and a lot of country stories don't start out like that, but this one did, and we're just thrilled to have her on, and we're just uh, so happy to share her with everybody today. So thank you, Jessica Lynn, for coming on today. Well, thank you, Lori. Thanks for the great introduction. Well, I tell you, the, the first time I heard Calling Me Home, I was just told, I'm like, I, I thought that it was already on country radio. I mean, it's so, <laughs> you know, radio ready. It's, it's so quality produced and sung, and, and uh, it's, it's ready for mass exposure, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm getting at, so... <laughs> I'm happy that come, comes across. <laughs> it, it, it really does. Well, you've had a lot of success. A lot of things are, are going on for you. We're going to talk about all of that. But I wanted to kind of take people back to the beginning. You started into country music in a non-traditional kind of country way. You didn't, you know, come out of the hills of East Tennessee or anything like that. But you were a little girl in Denmark and, and, yeah. and fell in love with it. So I, I kind of wanted you to tell us about that experience. Like how I fell in love with uh, with the country music that we know today. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as a kid, I would, I mean, my mom would listen to like Patsy Cline and Jim Reeves, so I knew I knew some of the classics, but I had no idea that there was this whole pop version of country that was at that point they called called it new country in the '90s. So when I was um, 12 years old, I was homesick from school and. We had uh, a chance channel, like one of these channels that you just have for like a little while, and it was CMT. And I was listening to this odd genre of music in my <laughs> for, for me at that point, and I just I just fell in love with it, and I have been ever since. So that was like my first exposure to what they called new country at that time, and that's when Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood were at the highest. Um, Faith Hill, John Michael Montgomery, those were all spinning crazy on CMT at that point. You know, all all legends in in country music, and you know what what a great way that to start that country had that to offer to to people yeah. around the world as an introduction. 
Yeah, it was it was breathtaking. One of the songs that really touched me was uh, Faith Hill's Wild One, her debut single. And because the girl in the video was exactly my age, and I, I was like, oh, my God, she's singing about me. And that's what, <laughs> I think that's what the big inspiration was all about, is that I, if I could touch other people with my music the way that I was touched like that, that's that would be my goal in life. Yeah, that's, you know, it's it's so beautiful when your soul finds something out in the world that it instantly identifies with, because you just know it feels like home. Um and and for you that was that was that new country. It was. Yeah, we all have those defining moments that we can look back on in our lives saying this is where everything changed. And uh and that was one of those moments for sure. And then so fast forward and then you come to Seattle. So how did uh-huh. that kind of, what what made you want to make that leap to come then to to the United States? Well, after kind of um trying my hand at other art forms, um, uh, not really getting the kind of response to my music that I was looking for. I may have been had high hopes, but um, I, I don't believe that the Danish people really got that genre of music, um, which also would explain why you don't hear it there. You don't, they don't, it doesn't cross that pond. So um, uh, after being discouraged and kind of putting my guitar down for about 10 years at least, um, I finally decided that you know, that this is actually what I want to do. And I had one of those, again, defining moments of clarity where I decided, well, um, if I'm going to just own this, that I want to be a country singer, then um, I could always start by moving to the States. (laughs) So so I did. I have family here in the Northwest, so that's why I I chose this area. Mm -hmm. Well, so you come to this Pacific Northwest, you come to the Seattle area, and you want to go into music. How do you first kind of insert yourself into the music scene? Well, that's that's tough, right? Because you, you I came over here not knowing anybody but, you know, but my family, and they're not very into the, the local music scene. So um, what I did was, well, even at that point, I didn't know if, I just knew that I wanted to write songs. I didn't even really knew if I wanted to be performing. That changed a lot. Um, <laughs> I uh, I actually hooked up with uh, songwriters in Seattle uh, through Meetup.com and got my first um, friends and, and colleagues in the music business. And the way that they reacted to my music and the way that they were encouraging and inspiring just blew me away, and I knew I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. You really looked out. That is a fantastic organization. Chris Klemecki and those guys just do such a fantastic, oh, fantastic. job. Just a, a a good, solid, just good people. Um, and yeah. you know, a lot of times when you're new to something, you know, you never know. I mean, you, you know, if you're going to wind up with the right people or not. But well, I'll tell you, Songwriters in Seattle is absolutely just a a, a class act organization. They absolutely are. I was a co uh, co coordinator for the first year I was here just to kind of help out because I knew how much they had given me. Um, just to mention, Chris Klemecki actually was the first one because I didn't play a lot of guitar when I got here. I've, I've kind of I've gotten lessons and I've gotten better. Um, but Chris Klemecki and David Ricks were the ones. They actually sat down with me and, and learned my songs. And Calling Me Home, the single that we were talking about earlier, is actually they were the first ones to breathe life into that. So um, they helped me a lot, like, over over the course of time. I owe them so much. 
Wow, wow. Well, that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that at all because that's just really been the the spirit of the Seattle music community, and it just proves itself over and over and over again. Well, yeah. Then you 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 kind of started having success then outside of Seattle. I want to talk about the Texaco Country Showdown, and you oh, did yeah. really well in that. Thank you. I did. <laughs> um, that was an interesting concept. I heard about it. Uh, it's the largest, the Technical Country Showdown, used to be the Colgate Country Showdown. It's the largest uh, country music talent search in the country, and it's, it's actually been going on for over 30 years. So um, alumni would be people like Garth Brooks and Martina McBride and <laughs> Miranda Lambert. They've all been in uh, contestants in the showdown. Um, they didn't all, I don't think any of them won at any point, but it's just good to know that it's been around so for so long and it's nurtured some real some real talent. And I uh I made it through the first the first three rounds, which is um the local, um and then the radio station and then the state finals. So I won the state Washington State um title and made made it onto the regional finals, which would have been the next step before Nashville. So I didn't make it further than that, but it was a lot of fun and it was a great experience. Um, I probably learned a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I learned a lot about um, how these kinds of competitions work because I've never entered in anything before. Um, and I learned a lot about myself and how I work in those situations because it's so different. It's really no different than a show, but it's so different than a show. And I, I just... It threw me uh, in a lot of ways. So um, so I learned a lot about myself, and I feel like I've become a better performer because of it, definitely. Well, did that help you then? So when the voice contacts you, and they want yeah. you to come out to Nashville, so you had had, did, did that help you a little bit, that Texaco Country Showdown, and, and kind of knowing what to, to expect a little bit when going to the voice? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the... Having seen myself in, in a competitive environment, I knew what my downfall could be. I, I, I have, um, I, I get, I don't get nervous when I perform normally. Like so when I just go on stage and I do my thing and I'm like, but I really do get nervous in those kinds of situations. And I, I was struggling to figure out why. It's just the pressure that I put on, on myself. But knowing that made it easier. Absolutely. When I went to Nashville and I did that voice audition, it made it a lot easier for me to also not just not take it personally. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that that really helped was when I was um, I was out on the town in Nashville after uh, after that that audition, which I, I didn't I didn't go on to the next round. Um, but when I when I was walking around talking to people, I met a lot of people that had been to the same audition that I had, and some had gone on and some didn't, and everybody was all very blasé about it, as in, like, you know, it's another day at the office. And it was very, it was humbling, but it was also very encouraging because it's like, you know, that's, that's life. We, sometimes we make it further, sometimes we don't. So um, it, took, it, it helped me take things very lightly. It, it's hard to, when, you, when you enter a competition like that and, and you... Um, and it's the first time you're really doing something like that, it's hard not to take it very seriously. But if you do it over and over and over and over again, like they did, it's like it, it's just another piece of life. It doesn't matter as much. It doesn't matter in the sense of it's not going to break you down. Right. Well, it, it's just a, another building block. You know, it's another experience. I mean, a lot of people don't even have that experience, so you're kind of that much farther on than, than somebody else. 
True, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have had this experience so early on in my career. I mean, I, I view my career as having been going on for three years or three and a half because that's when I moved to Seattle. And that's really, that's really you know, early on to have the kind of exposure that I have and to, to have established the career that I have. So I'm very, very grateful. And, and um, getting these experiences, is, it's only going to help me grow as an artist. Absolutely. How, how do you think the voice, or did, did they say how they found out? Because they contacted you, right? And they were like, you come yeah, out and ask was, for an audition. It was more like a screened audition. So um, my booking agent has a contact within the voice, and they do set up auditions where you kind of skip the first couple of rounds and you go straight to round three. I believe that's the way it was. Um, and they they screen you. They look at your website. They look at, listen to your music. They make sure that you play shows so they know they're getting a quality act in there. But then once you're in there, it's you know, cattle drive. You're, it's just like everybody else. It's, that's not. The others work their way through auditions to get to that point. I was invited to get to that point, and then it's even even odds right there. So mm-hmm. it's uh yeah it's 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 interesting. I mean, I'm like, wow, I'm glad I didn't have to stand in line out, you know, in the cold because it was cold. When I was there. <laughs> but at the same time, it's also like, I did take a risk. Like, I, 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 I took a whole, I took a trip to Nashville just to do that. So, um, you know, it's you, you win some, you lose some, but never, I'm never mm-hmm. not going to do something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, do 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 they fly you out there and put you up? No, no, they didn't. That would have been the, if I had made it to the next round. That's when they start accommodating. Uh, so no, that was out of pocket. Really? Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you then, but while you were there, you took advantage. You went to the Country Music Hall of Fame. I did. That was so fun. <laughs> oh man, it was an interesting experience because we got there. It's like we, you know, after the audition, I had like half a day in Nashville. So I was like, all right, let's do this. So we went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and two shows. I think that's, that's due in Nashville. Um, and it was it was so fun to walk through all this legendary. I mean, it was just my first trip to Nashville, too. I should probably mention that. So I was just, like, blown away. One of the things I was the most blown away about was how friendly and engaging and encouraging people were. Like, you say you're a musician, they probably hear that ten times a day because everybody sings, everybody plays. But they were all very excited, you know, when I was like, oh, well, I'm, you know, Jessica Lynn, I'm from Seattle, and, you know, I'm a country music artist. And they're all like, oh, wow, cool. They got really excited about it. And, like, like you haven't met ten of those today. But it was very encouraging and very inspiring. I'm, uh, it, more, a very warm, welcoming feeling in that city. I'll, I'll definitely go back. Wow, that's that, that's really good to hear. There there are places you hear like Nashville and Austin, and now I think you're hearing more about Seattle kind of being thrown in that mix too, as far as welcoming yeah. music centers and communities of of artists trying to to support other artists. Yeah, absolutely, and it does have that same warm feeling in, in my in my experience. That's what I that's what I felt. So it was it was mm-hmm. it was a tremendous experience on top of the voice and everything. It was great to. Try that out. Well, you know, Seattle's had a, a lot of, you know, we've had Austin Jenks and Vicki Martinez and Stephanie Ann Johnson and Michael Wassman, and, you know, Seattle's been heavily portrayed in a lot of these singing competitions, and it's, it's 
it seems like it's always a shock to other people, but it's never a shock to us here in Seattle <laughs> because we know we we could just keep sending people all day long. The voice just needs to keep watching because we could send people through all day long. We, we could just do a voice yep. Seattle, actually. Yeah, that would be that'd probably be more efficient, wouldn't it? <laughs> just give us a trophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it, there's a lot of great talent here. I think the only thing that, that goes against us is that we all stay here. So mm-hmm. there's so much great talent. There's local fame. Like there's a lot of people that you mention their names. Everybody around here, they know who they are. But you step right outside of, of you know, the Northwest and nobody knows who they are. So it's, so it's, it's a good thing. And it depends on what your ambition is, of course. But we have a tendency to kind of stay cooped up in this little mountain area and just, you know, do our thing. And uh, uh, it's and I, I get it because Seattle is a really hard place to tour out of. Um, but at the same time, it's like we I, I don't know about you, but I want to share all this talent with the world. So uh, absolutely, it would be, be great if we'd be better at just kind of like getting out there and showing the world how much great talent there is in Seattle. Yeah, it, it's almost like a surprise sometimes to Seattle that um, that there's so much. It, it's almost like we don't even know what to do with so much talent. It's almost an embarrassment of riches sometimes. <laughs> I feel like oh, because we true. do have all of this talent. We have millions of people coming to Seattle every year. We have I don't even know how many cruise ships come in here from you know March to oh, through September. Everybody's wanting to come to Seattle. I mean, they're getting the message we're sending out. I wish, and I've said this before, that we had kind of like a music row, that when people get off those cruise ships and the tourists come in by the millions to Seattle, there was a local kind of a strip. And and, 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 there, and there used to be that kind of thing on Jackson Street years, years ago, you know, back in Prohibition and the speakeasy days, but, but that is long right. since past. But I really wish it was kind of like a music row where – People could just kind yeah. of get to that spot and then just have all of this talent night after night because we we have it. We could produce it. We can fill it every every single night. And I, I wish we were more organized. Yeah. Well, you know that's that's probably it, it could be in the works too. I know that there are um, there has been um, music tour guides, history tour like as in showing where all the music stuff happened. Um, mm-hmm. planned for the city so um there could be there could be more stuff like that in the works i wouldn't i wouldn't give up on us just yet <laughs> well i i hope so because we have a lot to offer and one of those music history tours goes right through london bridge studios of course um, oh you, yes you That's recorded at london bridge this this song, you know, came out of London Bridge, and and uh, with London Tone Music, they have their record label. Yeah, there's so much history at London Bridge Studios, that, you know, that they give tours now of, of that place. So I want to talk about yeah. your experience of getting into the 5252 project. Sure. Um, so just for clarity, the 5252 project is uh, London Bridge Studios, the legendary studio where, you know, Pearl Jam and Nickelback and um, all these uh, – Hot Shots recorded back in the day, um, they went uh, and started a label uh, called London Tone Music Group. And their first project has been to put out uh, 52 different artists in 52 weeks. So mine was song number six in a row of 52. (laughs) And 
their goal is to show their adversity and to show how much different music they can actually produce and produce well from there. So it set a fire under the producers for sure. Um, they're all extremely talented, and they've engaged another studio, um, I believe it's called Crown City Studios down in L.A., to help with some more artists that are based down there. So between them, uh, London Tone Music Group, they're producing a, a, a single a week. And, uh, and I was lucky enough to work with uh, Jeff Ott, who just has best working relationship I've ever had on the music side. He, he and I just see eye to eye. He gave me a lot of freedom to arrange the song, and then he kind of just came with his input. He came out to rehearsal, looked at pre-production, and kind of heard us play the song live before he went back and did notes. And he just really captured... Um, like one of the things we were talking about was that, yeah, we want that Nashville sound. We were even kind of looking for more of a Dixie Chick sound to this song. But we also knew that, hey, it's coming out of the Northwest, and it's Northwest musicians, and it's Northwest studio. So it's going to sound Seattle. And we, and we, so we weren't trying to um, pull something off. In the, we weren't trying to sound like Nashville. We were trying to make that Nashville sound with our touch of Seattle. So that's kind of like where we, where we sat. But by the time we said, now, let's go, let's do this. So, well, I, I, I definitely think that, that you pulled this off because it's absolutely beautiful. We're going to play that here in just a minute. What's, what's next for you then? Where, where, where do you go? You kind of have this, all this experience now that you've accumulated in, in, a, in a short amount of time. And where do you go from here? Well, um, I'm getting a lot of attention, and that's awesome. I'm, I'm realizing that things are really starting to, to take off, and um, I have an amazing booking agent, and we have a goal, talk about staying in the Northwest, we have a goal of getting, getting me and my band in front of as many people as we can during the summer so that I get a bigger audience, so that, you know, just ex more exposure. And so we really want really want that to kind of be our focus, uh, to, to just rise locally as much as we can. And then I'm hoping maybe next year we'll start crossing state borders and going into, like, going on a tour and stuff like that. So we'll see. It's a, it's a work in progress, but um, mainly right now I, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back in the studio again. Um, London Tone of We've already started talking about it. Nothing, nothing's final yet. We haven't signed any papers, but, <laughs> but we're talking about it. We want to do more together, and so I'm thinking we're going to have more music come out, and um, we're going to play a bunch of shows. So, great. If you're in this, well, yeah, if, um, yeah. If you go to my website and, and check out my calendar so you can see if like I have a show near you. Yeah, it's Jessica hyphen Lynn L Y N N E dot com, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Jessica hyphen Lynn dot com. Well, you know, Miranda Lambert, Destiny's Child, they were all in singing competitions along with One Direction. I mean the, the list goes on and on of people who yes. did not win. And uh um there's more people who really attained global success who didn't win than actually did win. So sometimes I think that's <laughs> it's it's better off not to win. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I when I entered that voice thing, we already had a strategy for however far I got. Like, if I had gotten just a couple of steps further and made it on TV, then 
there's some exposure to use there. If I made it in the top 20, there's different kind of exposure. If I made it to the top 10, there's a whole other kind of exposure. So um, there's definitely you can use some of that, um, the exposure to your benefit, not even having one. But you also mm-hmm. definitely need to know what to do with it. You know, and I have a great team that know exactly what to do with it if I'm, if I ever get to those points again. So, well, it's yeah, it's it's all so so subjective. Anyway, I have a friend and who lives in the UK, and she tried out for the Voice UK, and she didn't get any chairs to turn around. Then she went on a few weeks later, and she tried out for um, Britain's Got Talent. And um, I can't say her name because it's, I guess, all under contract still. But she got four yeses. Simon Cowell, all four of them said yes. And now when the show comes out in the summer, she's going to be on that. But here, no chairs turned around on The Voice. And that I know. Four, very four yeses. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. You, you just, well, and, you just and never you have, know. You have The Voice equivalent in every country and I was talking to my friends back home they're like what show I don't know they don't I mean they don't get the American version and the Danish version flopped so they don't even have a voice show in Denmark <laughs> it just didn't take off so I was like right. oh okay well that's interesting I mean they because they have X Factor and, and um, I, uh, Danish Idol and stuff like that but, but the voice just never made it they, really so, so they were all like wait what show is this Really, <laughs> and everybody. Like, oh, ooh, over here. I know, it's, but it's so, and that's how it's so funny. It really depends on like time of day and and like who you're who you're in front of, and it's so. It you're right. It's so subjective, and that's also why it's so important to not take it personally. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm not, I'm not talented. It just means that it just wasn't the right fit for that moment. And, that's, and that, goes for, that goes for everything. When, when a person in the crowd, if a person in the crowd doesn't like what I do, it's, it's, they're just not my people, and that's, that's totally fine. So I'm, not, I'm also not trying to um, make everyone like me. I'm just trying to uh, be there for the ones who do. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good metaphor for life, you know, just in general. It's, you know, we all have good days and bad days, and sometimes people like us and sometimes they don't, and sometimes people, you know, don't like you when you're having a bad day, and then you go out and you have a, a, a better day. And, you know, I mean, it's just, this is how, how life goes. You just got to keep getting up the next day and putting your, you know, pants on one leg at a time and, and, and yeah. getting out there and, and trying to do your best. Well, and if you follow me on Facebook, um, you probably would see how I'm all into these, like, inspirational messages. I love that stuff. And my favorite ones are the ones where if if you talk about dreaming, like, the only way to fail at your dreams is to give up on them. And the the difference between those who, who make it, whatever that means, or those who succeed and those who don't are the ones who persist. So persistence mm-hmm. is everything. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. You just keep going. And uh, and that's definitely been, I mean, I've had, a, I've, I've been very well received, so I don't think I've had some of the slaps in the faces that a lot of other people have. But I've had mine. Like, I've, I've had the, the rejections, and I've had um, the, the, you know, the, the, shows where I think people are going to come out and nobody comes out and you know I've tried all those things and and it doesn't it just doesn't mean anything it means something if I stop after that 
But if I just keep going, then then it's just another bump in the road. Well, that's why I love artists, because artists are very courageous people, really, because they're always putting themselves out there for other people, really, to comment on. And that takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there for comment um, one way or another. And, and that's what artists are doing when they're showing their work, however that is, whether it be through music or paint or writing or whatever, you're putting your heart and your soul out there for other people to to yeah. uh, comment on. And it, it, it takes absolutely so so much courage, regardless of the talent. A lot of people have, have the talent and, and don't have the courage to go out and do that. And so the, the ones who really do, I mean, it's just, um, it's just incredible. And it's yeah. lucky for us that, that you, people <laughs> like you, have, have the courage because we get to hear wonderful songs like this. What a sad Yay. place it would be if, 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 well, if that's, people didn't. That's where it makes it worth it, right? That's where it makes it worth it is that there are people out there who, who um, want to listen and, and like my music, and and I would I do it anyway. That that's really one of the things that I always um, realized once I got back on um, my dream and said, "Hey, this is what I want to do." I also decided that I'm going to do it even if nobody listens, and I mean nobody. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm the only one buying my song on iTunes and the and the producer is like rolling his eyes at do I really have to produce this song, it's still going to happen. So <laughs> I'm just lucky that that hasn't been the case. <laughs> well, but people are going to buy no, it. Yeah, well, and it's knowing that this is how far I'm willing to go. Like, what's the worst case scenario? That's if I'm at this all alone, and um and I'm not. So I'm happy. <laughs> I'm grateful. Well, well, Calling Me Home is available on iTunes. It's available on Amazon, and it's available on CD Baby. People can go to your website, jessicalynn.com. There's a hyphen in between, Jessica and Lynn, with an E on the end.com. Do you want to tell us about this song, and then and then we'll we'll let everyone listen to it? Um, sure. I I'm, as we talked about, I moved here three and a half years ago, and um, when I was when I was a kid, I would um, I would go here because my dad lives here, and I'd, I'd visit in the summer, and then um, I'd go back and go back to Denmark and go to school, and it wouldn't take long before I just missed dates and I wanted to go back, and I kind of dismissed it because I was like, you know, it'd probably be the same way if it was the other way around. Well, now that I'm living here, and um, and I call this my home. I very quickly, after moving here, realized that this, I had this, this re, I'd been feeling homesick, that this is really where I belong, and, and, uh, and I, I just felt connected, and I felt at home in a way that I've never felt before, like never, not, and I've never felt that way in Denmark. So I wrote a song about it, and that song has been living with me and my band for uh, two and a half, almost three years. And uh, it shaped its way through all of our shows. We've played it a lot. And um, and finally, uh, when the London Bridge and London Tone Music um, label owners heard, what, one, of them, one of them, Jeff Hyman, specifically loved this song, which is why we ended up recording it. And I'm glad we did because it has that message. It's very local. So anyone who, I mean, when I play the Northwest, people get it right away. Um, it's, it's about the love for the Northwest. It's about feeling at home here and how beautiful it is. 
and and just feeling that call to get to where you belong. Um, but I also think that a lot of people um, will uh, will will relate, even if they're not, they don't feel at home in the Northwest. But they'll relate in the sense of feeling at home altogether. So that's kind of like where where the song came from, and um, and I, I it turned out exactly the way it sounded in my head, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Maybe that's never, that's not always the case that you can kind of get that vision directly onto a recording, and um, I'm very very happy with that. Yeah, it's it's absolutely beautiful, and you know that's just another reason why I love Jeff Hyman so much. Is you know he. Mm-hmm. Felt a connection to this song right away, and so did I. In fact, when I was talking to him, uh, I, I I told him I said I, I just listened to Connie Hall. It's absolutely fantastic. He got really excited. Goes, I did too. It was great, and, you know. And I'm like, well, that's exactly <laughs> why we get along. I, I have a friend who's Yay. from the Pacific Northwest, but she's living on the East Coast. And I sent this to her because she is a writer, and she's and she writes books, and they're always based around the Seattle area or the San Juan Islands and so I, I sent this song to her and she absolutely loved it she just said thank you so much for sending that because that's really where my um, heart is so it, 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 awesome. it touches a lot of people like thank you thanks for that story see that I would never have heard that if you hadn't just you know done that and mentioned it to me it wouldn't, some of them come back to me but it's great to know that there are those kinds of stories out there that's where that's where my that's my biggest reason for doing this my biggest reason my big why is to inspire people and to touch people's hearts, and, and if I can do that in any way, it just, oh, makes me feel so great. <laughs> well, that's the lovely thing about music. It's, it, it's such a gift, and, and when I heard the song, and I think when other people are going to hear this song, it might remind them of themselves. It might remind them of somebody else, um, but somehow there's, there, there's a connection, and um, that's, that's the wonderful thing about music, and when you tap into that, and that's exactly what you did with this song. I mean, it's just absolutely magic. Well, Jessica Lynn, I am so excited that you were able to come on. I was just been chomping at the bit to talk to you ever since I heard this song because, like I said, I <laughs> had this connection in, in a lot of different ways. So I'm just I'm a total fangirling about having you on today. Yay! Thank you so much. Well, I've, it's been a pleasure, and it's always nice to be able to really kind of get talk in depth about these things so thank you for taking the time i really appreciate it it's my pleasure and i just hope everybody gets on the jessica lynn bandwagon because they're going to be hearing <laughs> a lot about you and they can say hey i was there at the beginning a lot of times we, we, we miss out on things we're like oh man i wish i was there at the beginning and yeah and this is the opportunity to, to to be there at the beginning so yeah thank you so so much and, thank you. and we're going to play this for everybody calling me home Yay. and stay up with Jessica Lynn at jessicalynn.com and you I'm just excited for everyone to hear this I'm just going to let you listen to it now here we go calling me home by Jessica Lynn I try to remember, but I try to 
Seattle Wave Radio. Your Seattle, your scene.